everybody, welcome to Weave You Yasha. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. Here to talk about episode 39. God, 39. Trapped in a duel to the death. Oh no! Who could this episode be about? Just a guess. Maybe Inuyasha. And who else? <laughs> Darling Koga? Oh, Darling Koga? Yeah, backup boyfriend. Oh. Be Darling. <laughs> BBB. Oh, wait, there's no B in the second one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lindsay, I notice you have no notepad. Is it because you told me you got super drunk last night while you were watching these episodes? It didn't feel like taking notes? I think I said I had a couple. <laughs> yeah, I filled in the blank there. And did not feel like walking all the way across my living room to get my notepad. Well, we'll have a How I Met Your Mother-style intervention after the podcast, but for right now... Uh, I knew you had a banner in your backpack. Uh, well, I think you should start then. What happens in this episode? Um, they get in a duel to the death. Very ooh, good. Oh, my, my favorite, I think. I think my favorite villain makes her appearance oh yeah she remains unnamed throughout most of the episode until she announces herself at the very end i got super worried that i had accidentally skipped one because of the way moroku was talking about her like she's one of naraku's uh, minions like oh was she introduced previously <laughs> but he must have just been uh, putting two and two together yeah moroku's got a friend now Naraku guy. Uh, uh, so, spoiler alert, I mean, I, we watched two, and A, this was a real roller coaster of a ride for me, but we learn a couple things about Naraku. Mainly that he has one idea to fight these guys, and he's just refining that same idea of I'm going <laughs> to trick them into fighting each other. Uh, but he's also taking notes that I think the Kikyo incident made him learn that I should really have more friends. <laughs> so I guess he made himself a friend. I don't really know. It's not answered in the next episode overtly. It's just kind of implied. Yeah, he has. This is by far, I think, the most elaborate plan to get people to fight each other yes. he's had so far. I mean, the timing really had to be pretty flawless. Yeah. Uh, it's good, but it's there's no hostage. I was thinking about that, that he's relying upon Inuyasha and gang following his bees back to the castle and, uh, and them getting there first, <laughs> seconds before Koga gets there. Yes, but, timing yeah. was crucial. Mm-hmm. Somehow he pulled it off. 
Yeah, and in a way that makes the episode have everything. Zombie wolves, a new lady, <laughs> Koga, and some more wolf pack people. One of them was named. Uh, there's a Mohawk gentleman and a, just a skunk. Reverse skunk. Yeah, reverse. <laughs> that's great. Which one is uh, Hakaku? Is he the reverse skunk? I'm not sure. The only other name I can remember is Ginta, I think, right? Oh, I can't remember. Was he named in the other Koga episode? I thought so. Those are like his his two little loyal followers, I guess. They're always usually with Koga. Yeah. In the backgrounds, but usually when you see Koga, you see those guys. Oh. Well, that's good, because I like them in this episode. I like that we got a little glimpse into daily life in the wolf tribe. <laughs> Which is sleeping on guard duty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they know how to have fun, because... Uh, well, I guess we should first start off with... Uh, they knew how great those drawings were okay, in the previous I could <laughs> not remember where this episode started yes. from. <laughs> it's Shippo showing off those awesome drawings again, because they got to get mileage out of those things. Yeah, well, I hope this uh, decreases his ship performance. What are you talking about? It's going to increase it. It's great. He showed everybody. Everybody. Because he wanted to be praised, so he's a little glory hound. Well, he knows how good they are. (laughs) He shows them to Kagome. He's like, oh, this is me? Who'd you show these to? Kaede, which is embarrassing embarrassing enough, but then... (laughs) Cut to shots of him showing everybody in the village and throwing them in the air like <laughs> graduate hats. And she goes, I guess I can't show my face around that village. Yeah, I think she's a hoe. <laughs> I don't know. You can't blame Kagome. I mean, that's he just tells the story that happened. Well, <laughs> some of the dry. I mean, I don't think Kagome exactly embraced Koga's she did in Shippo's drawing. Not quite, Mm. but... Well, backup boyfriend, so you know what's up. (laughs) We get, is it... uh, Oh, yeah, we do get a shot of Koga's legs in this episode. Get a nice close-up. Were you into that? Or do you even remember? (laughs) How many drinks in was that moment? I just remember he was, like, holding his arm. He didn't want to go fight because he didn't feel good. Oh. He's still recovering. He didn't feel good. <laughs> His pride was injured. <laughs> yeah, so after, you know, Kagome's back. She's ready to get back on the job and sneak out of the village when they all go. Um, and then we cut to the wolf tribe. We get that comical, like, sleeping on guard duty moment where he scares his friend and he falls on the waterfall. They see some northern tribesmen who come to petition Koga to help them steal the jewel shard from a really powerful fellow, who we can all assume is Naraku, under the guise of Kagawaki. Is that the name of the lord? Yeah, (laughs) sounds about right. (laughs) You just saying that? (laughs) No, pretty sure. Are you just saying that? No. (laughs) Okay, I believe you. But Koga is remembering, uh, I guess his pride's been injured. And also his arm. Well, his arm hurts, but... He still has that big red jagged scar running down 
But he says he wants to do something first, and I'm guessing that's kill Inuyasha. He... And he does say it's not healing as quickly as he'd like it to. Mm -hmm. His legs are looking good. <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> well, we don't get a close-up <laughs> in this shot, but uh, it, the northern tribesmen are just like, thanks for nothing, pal. I mean, I guess, I guess his legs are okay. Better than Inuyasha's, who you never see. He's always wearing parachute pants, so you have no idea. Well, I'm mentioning his legs because I thought you were into him. Well, he looks taller. That makes him look tall. Oh. The long, thin legs. But he, like, you were talking about that they weren't thick tree trunks. They were, like, nice, lean. They were nice. They were okay. runner's legs. I, I made some <laughs> assumptions about what you liked about Coco. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Maybe it's just his loincloth. Um. I like that he kills innocent people. <laughs> oh, of course. I forgot. <laughs> okay, where was I? Oh, <laughs> the Northern Tribesmen. They uh, managed to get some mutineers and uh, take a yeah, pretty good chunk of his tribe. Yeah, to go Koga off. doesn't really care. And he's just like, go, fine, fine then. I'll just <laughs> sit here and plot my vengeance against Inuyasha. It totally embarrassed me in that last fight. I think that's it. He's embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got saved by a girl. Inuyasha probably would have stomped him. Hekugome not intervened, uh, and he had to run away. Could be, too. He's like, that's my woman, and she's hanging out with that guy. Woo. <laughs> Woo. We cut to our gang, and they're heading through the woods on a mission. <laughs> they heard of a bear? Yes. <laughs> I think uh, Sanga and Miroku are trying to overcompensate a little. Because <laughs> Kagome's like, I sent something this way. And they're like, see, look how great it is to have her back and around. We need her. <laughs> that is the perfect way to look at this. Because a bear is just like, uh, I, we're, we're doing this now. But the point is that they're like, now you two, can you stop fighting for five minutes and get the job done? It's like, okay, I guess. Shippo, of course, lets slip the... He's mad at Koga because they're rivals in love. And gets hit on that. Yeah. And then Miroku very wisely says, don't say that Shut shit. Shut your trap. <laughs> you get punched you in the You know he's gonna hit you. <laughs> Victim blaming. So. He's just giving him some advice. Some practical advice. That's true. Shippo's always running his mouth because he's little he can get away with it yeah he should have drawn it <laughs> seriously <laughs> it would have been much better uh, fun <laughs> but then they're attacked by bandits yeah some mercenaries <laughs> and this is uh, the start of a long line of scenes where Sango uh, kicks some ass where she doesn't even acknowledge their presence and just says hey Kagome look behind them I see it. it's a jewel shard and a giant bear attacks. And the bear is as big as uh, Godzilla. <laughs> he reminded me of like a little earth bear. Looked like he was made of trees and rock. And... Yeah, he reminded me of the spirit of the forest in Princess Mononoke. Yes, yes, very much. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's a thing. Maybe. We'll ask Logan Paul. Paul Logan? Jesus, what's his last name? 
do you have the internet? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a YouTube guy. He, oh. And he went on vacation in Japan and found a dead body in the suicide forest. Oh. And recorded it. I did it. watch the movie The Forest. Oh, that horror movie? Yeah. Was it? Spooky. Oh, good. I enjoyed it. Was this why you were drinking? No. <laughs> no. No, I was drinking because it was Friday. <laughs> the same year uh, that awful Matthew McConaughey movie, The Sea of Trees, came out. I think The Forest is better. It sounds better. <laughs> I recommend The Forest. I was huh. actually just thinking about that the other day, and I could not remember what it was called. I kept wanting to say The Mountain. <laughs> I had to text my sister. Who got like she loved the movie so much she started researching and she goes, Oh my god, it's real and Yeah. Is it the base of Mount Fuji? That's where it is. Is it all around there? I think so. Okay. Perhaps. It was just I don't know. It looks huge it's from the aerial photography. Yeah. Such a small island. A lot of stuff in Japan. But anyway. Well, check out the forest, listeners. <laughs> it's got the poster with the lady in her eyes, and the forest is in her eyes. It's like a true detective opening credit shot. He said tree detective. <laughs> tree detective. Now that's a show. We can... <laughs> Someone killed this tree. His bark's worse than his bite. <laughs> God. Tree detective. <laughs> On TBS. Characters welcome. No, no, no. <laughs> TBS is very funny. Where's character? What's characters welcome? Is that TNT? Listeners, after you watch The Forest, please look this up for us. <laughs> so they kill this bear. Inuyasha uh, slices at the bear. And then the bees are back. And they eat the bear and take the jewel shard and fly off into the distance. Wasn't he about to slice the bear when he, the bees came? I thought he I hit thought him once and then... The bees finished the job. But he was. I thought he was still going pretty strong, and the bees kind of came in and ganked his kill. They absolutely ganked <laughs> his kill. And as they're watching it fly away, uh, Moroku says, "Is this a trap?" And Sango goes, "Probably." Uh, somebody <laughs> let's says, "Let's go." That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go. What's the worst that could happen? It's a trap. Yeah, but we know it's a trap, so let's go. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, here's the thing, too, uh, in this scene, Inuyasha doesn't really want to hunt this bear because he's thinking about Koga as well. The, these two guys are just totally into each other, but Inuyasha says, we know where two jewel shards are. This is the close-up of the legs that <laughs> right in those ankles. <laughs> yes, he was cranky because he wanted to be hunting wolf, not bear. Yeah, he did say those words. Let's see. I think we get our first shot of this mystery fan lady. And I thought it was Naraku at first, but he was walking too sexy down the hallway. And it's like, yeah, he's really dainty today. It's like, oh, this is a lady. <laughs> this is a lady. Yeah, Naraku seems to have some sort of concubine now. And uh, outside, we see that it is Naraku's castle that the wolves have found somehow. But it looks like his, the. What, his third? Third iteration. <laughs> Guy goes through a lot of castles. <laughs> Bamboo pelts and castles, man. Yeah. The Wasteful. <laughs> he just doesn't save anything. <laughs> or he's able to conjure this stuff just easily. 
Yeah, the wolves have found it, but it's like the misty version of the castle. It's not all sunny. It's the deserted kind. And they, of course, think that's weird, but then decide to attack anyway once they see the fan lady standing in there. They throw spears at her. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. Like, she hasn't even come outside. She's just kind of standing behind that little curtain thing. That could have been a baby. But they just yeah, throw spears just, at it. No questions asked. They're just going to attack. Yep. And they come out, or she comes out and murders all of them. More or less. They attacked her first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Self-defense. <laughs> is this going to be yet another uh, moment of contention between us where you argue about how nice like of a person? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> of course. And after she slices everybody, we cut to the wolf den where we get the payoff of that previous uh, sleeping on guard duty where the mohawk's going to get revenge. But before he can... One of the uh, tribesmen comes back, and he looks incredibly injured. But according to him, he managed to get a shard and brings it to Koga. And we get that cool shot of Koga leaping through the full moon. Yeah. Slamming the jewel shard into his arm. It's like, this'll help me. <laughs> full strength again. Or is he? <laughs> then doesn't it go back to the the wolf after koga leaves it goes back to the injured wolf demon yes hey wow you really made it far uh, with that back injury and then he explodes yes <laughs> and some weird kind of foam but oh well yeah i couldn't understand what that was if that's just how wolf people bleed or this is part of the spell yeah i don't know probably like miasma foam or something. I think it's so that we can tell that it was a Kagura kill or that she was using him. That's not wind themed. I know, but all of them kind of, well, it's true. Although she, uh, maybe they have to be dead. Oh. Maybe it's just dead wolf foam. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> dead wolf foam. Oh, they all but have they foam up. Yeah. <laughs> After they explode. I guess we'll just accept it then. <laughs> yeah, that tribesman did tell Koga to hurry to the castle or more of their men will die. It's the key into this whole ruse. The bees have led our gang to the castle, and Inuyasha just punches through the door <laughs> to get in. Been here, done that. <laughs> Where they find all of the dead wolves, and the uh, fam fan lady who's standing nearby does the... They all rise up. Her corpse stands. Oh, yeah, I did uh, the... Oh, that's later. I think she names it in the... Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. She names it here. You're right. The Death Corpse Dance. Yes. So she's got like a... This lady's kind of a... Well, I don't want to insult you and say she's a low-rent Yura, but she is like another Yura. She... Oh, oh I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> Is it because she's her skirt's not short enough? Her kimono's covering too much? Is that why? I, I'll thank you not to imply that I'm that shallow. But she's like, I think they realize that Yura's too good to let go. So they have this other character who's almost like her. She, could, she doesn't have the strings. She has death powers. 
which also isn't wind-themed, but she can do that. Not going to say it isn't cool, though, because then they have to fight demon, or not demon, they have to fight zombie wolf tribesmen that keep reassembling even after they destroy the brain. So it's not even following zombie rules. Nope. And they're not... I don't think they're really, like, attacking so much as just kind of hurtling themselves. Because yeah. <laughs> at this point, I don't even think Inuyasha's drawn his sword. I think he's just kind of like, meh, meh. Yeah, he uses... Swatting them away. They're just, like, confused at first. And um, this is where Koga arrives. And that she... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Moses is her fan, and they're blood sprays everywhere. Yeah. I think they get all foamy. They also get all foamy. <laughs> this is the super awkward moment where right when Koga walks in and sees all of his dead kin everywhere and assumes, of course, the worst. And he may assume the worst, too, because of the jewel shard in his arm. It's uh, not, not functioning the way a normal shard does. Well, I mean, Inuyasha standing in the middle of, like, the corpses of all his tribesmen covered in their blood. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> and Inuyasha goes I know how this looks <laughs> But hear me out And Koko of course sits down and says Yeah tell me what happened Let's talk this over yeah. Do you like some tea? Yeah they all sit down <laughs> And Kagome takes the lead and says Now this is going to sound crazy Koga, But listen up There's this guy the name's Raku This is his MO He just loves doing this it's Third or fourth time he's fought two sides against the middle and Koga says that's terrible let's join forces and take care of this right now yeah they walk in and then there's <laughs> Naraku he's just sitting there thinking that they're all fighting and then Sango throws a boomerang in his face and takes his face off and that's the end of the show it was pretty anticlimactic if you ask me but it turns out friendship solved everything so thanks for listening to Weave You Yasha I don't have the guts to end it there for real. That would be great. We didn't even get to the movie. The <laughs> there are episodes. movies? <laughs> what are the movies? Do they just sit around and hang out? Pretty much. Oh, they go. Oh, you know what? They have a round of dating where she goes, All right, I'm going to go on a date with you, Inuyasha. I'm going to go on a date with you, Koga. I'm going to go on a date with you, Moroku. Uh, whoever wins gets this action. Oh, and Sashomaru. Sashomaru's there? Yeah. Oh, he's the reluctant one. Yeah. Okay. So that must be the fourth movie that's just... <laughs> yes. The one that doesn't really count. <laughs> and Sashomaru is like, he just wants to leave the entire time. And then all the three other guys are confused, so they're following him. <laughs> oh my god. I think we have fan fiction on our hands here. We gotta write this. <laughs> but I guess what really happens. <laughs> oh, what really happens is that Koga doesn't listen to Kagome and starts fighting in a duel to the death with Inuyasha. Yes. Yeah, Koga's arm is super overpowered, and he, every time he hits the ground, a bunch of energy goes everywhere and destroys the buildings around it. And Kagome looks at it and goes, huh. That doesn't look like a jewel shard. Mm -hmm. It's all black and has this weird energy around Now see, this 
me having never watched the show before, don't know what's coming in the next episode. I thought it was just a tainted jewel shard, and this is what it does to you. But uh, not the case, as it turns out. And Inuyasha, good on him, is just dodging and not really wanting to fight in this way. So uh, I guess I'll state now that I very mixed feelings about this episode. Uh, it was certainly better the second time I watched it, when I watched the dub, but it's kind of all over the place in terms of tone, because there's that hilarious uh, <laughs> drawing thing, and the wolf tribes playing around with each other, but when we got zombies, we got a bunch of death, and... Uh, I, maybe it boils down to my least favorite part of this episode where Moroku and Sango talk aloud to each other about the motivations of Inuyasha and Koga, where they set it up fine previously when they had both of them still thinking about each other, and they want to fight anyway, so this is a good excuse for them to fight over something. But we take a really long aside with the two of them. They have to spell it out for the eight-year-olds. Like, this is why they're going to fight for the next episode. Yeah. But we also get uh, Sango kicking some ass some more when uh, Inuyasha keeps eyeballing whatever's in the castle that's causing all this. Hopefully it's Naraku. Though I think at this point he says, Naraku's in there, I can smell him. Yeah. And Sango goes, all right, let's go. <laughs> There's the boomerang through the front doors. So those two, uh, Sango and Moroku, charge through the front doors, hoping to meet up with Naraku, and then they meet Fan Lady, who announces herself finally. Her name is... Kagura, the wind sorceress. Nice, and it's Lindsay's backup girlfriend. And it could be, you know what, it could be my backup girlfriend, too. Sure. Oh, you were about to... Well, you know, she's probably as bloodthirsty as Yura, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm into the ditziness of your a little bit. <laughs> we'll have to record an episode where we just talk about <laughs> her personality and what that says about me. <laughs> I like I like Kagura. She's fine. Fine. Does yeah, she kill an entire cool. village as well? This is the other thing that makes me kind of eh on this episode is that she has, this will keep you busy. And she conjures that fucking thing from the goddamn episode, uh, Naraku's Insidious Plot, that one. Yeah, it. I feel like it was just something to keep Sango and Miroku like, out of the main story. Yeah, that's totally what it is. It then. was like, hey, if these characters join the fight, you know, this wouldn't be happening like this so we have to think of something to yeah some reason why they can't help Inuyasha yeah the other solution would have been the wolves come up but I think that would distract uh, Koga into thinking why are my wolf people zombies so it's not the best solution but it is a solution to keep Sango and Moroku busy inside this thing but we don't even get to see much of the fight in the next episode no you pretty much see them start the fight and then after all the other business. I guess they like, took care of it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, back inside the mansion. Maybe it wouldn't have bumped <laughs> me if it had been a new demon of some kind. But it's just like, oh, they can reuse the animation of this tree thing. They don't even look scared. No. Sango says, she's taking her cues from Inuyasha. It's like, we're going to be just fine. Let's fucking do this. And Yeah. Miroku's still kind of like, hey, we probably should be careful. And she goes, eh, nah. 
We've done this before. Yeah, but I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves because she's brave in the next episode where they just... This is the cliffhanger they choose to end on, which is they got to fight this thing again? Yeah. I don't know. The fight going on outside, which I don't know. Is Koga attacked at this point? Oh, yeah. They're... they're, Okay. So Inuyasha... He's... Inuyasha's dodging his blows. He's blowing up stuff with his powerful, not jewel hand. Yeah. And Kagome is just watching. Yeah. She's like, well, she okay, no. And he's like, Kagome, you don't know what you're talking about. You're pretty, but I'm not going to listen to you. So that's the end of the episode. Uh, we're going uh, to go into the actual duel of the death in the next episode. Maybe they should have uh, switched these two titles. Yeah. Yeah. Because the deadly trap is this one, and the next one is the duel to the death. Yeah. I wonder if they got confused. It's like that uh, Jewel of Four Souls thing all over again, where Moroku should be friendship, and <laughs> Inuyasha should be courage. Yeah. Because uh, Moroku was not very courageous in this. He said, oh no, this thing's going to kill us. Oh wait, that's this ep- uh, the next episode. <laughs> Whatever. Point Moroku, is... Moroku does like friends. So I'm going to make a note... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost talked over that great joke. <laughs> he loves lots of friends. I'm sure there's an episode coming up where he likes young friends. Oh, dear. <laughs> to hear a preview <laughs> after episode 40. I don't know what to make of that, but I can't wait. <laughs> oh, no. And then I'm going to have to argue his character against you. (laughs) All right, well, Kagura is one of your favorites? Yeah. She's no Kikyo, I'm sure, but... Well, Kikyo's not really a villain. (laughs) But see, you like villains. She's an (laughs) anti-hero. She's misunderstood. She's misunderstood. Kagura is not misunderstood. Kagura? Kagura. She's, I don't know. I like her. She's cool. They imply at the end of the next one that she there's some sort of thing hanging over her head. We'll leave that for the next episode, listeners. Thanks for listening to this one. Uh, Lindsay, any closing thoughts? Bye-bye. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> closing thoughts? Yay, new character. One more time. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Okay, that's good. Bye. <laughs>